Close to Home, where we share the topics that hit close to home as we manage the care needs of our local community with President and CEO Malik Joshi. Hello, and today we are thrilled to have an incredible guest. He's been the voice of the Valley for more than 50 years, and today he's here with us. Lou Scally joins us, and he's going to talk about and provide some shedding of light on how he's shedding pounds. So welcome, Lou. Thank you very much. It's good to be here, and uh, it's great to uh, be able to tell the story because uh, in the last several years, losing weight, I've actually sort of become a bit of a... uh, disciple of going out spreading the word about weight loss and how to do things. That's great. And I I have to tell you, it's a lot of pressure on me because you're an expert at this, right? And now you're in the guest seat. So thank (laughs) you for tolerating our amateur hour here. But uh, it's really just uh, thank you for what you've been doing for our community first. I got to tell you, this is my first ever podcast. I know that's hard. (laughs) As big as a social media guy as I'm in, on all platforms, I have never been involved in a podcast. So this is number one, folks. Save this for the archive. <laughs> this is great. Uh, so, of course, you're a household name. And uh, really, everywhere I go, people say, oh, have you listened to Loose Galley? And so it just speaks to how much of an impact you've had on this community. So thank you, obviously, for that. Um, so we're going to get into stuff, stuff, but I'd love to get some just quick questions to you, if that's good. Okay. So you and your wife have date night. Every Friday night. Every Friday night, we go out to a, a nice restaurant, but we, we know where to go to get the right meal. So that is, the what is the favorite restaurant? Um, actually, right now, it's Bistro 11. They tend uh-huh. to they tend to really uh, be able to do a nice meal that fits within the keto uh, area and also uh, low carbohydrates. Gotcha. You've also been predicting the weather for 50 years. What's I, your favorite season? Uh, my favorite team? Season. Oh, season. Oh, Sorry. autumn. Autumn is beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, autumn is my favorite. The colors, everything just absolutely beautiful out there. And besides the local news, what's your favorite show? On TV? Yeah. I think, I believe it or not, my favorite TV show is House. House? Yeah. Okay. I love Dr. Gregory House. <laughs> I wish they were still making them. That's great. And your favorite music? Actually, I love all types of music, but I guess music from the 70s, like the Eagles and Billy Joel, that's probably the best. Now, you probably won't guess, but can you just throw out who I've seen in concert 12 times in my life? 12 times. Let's see here. Elton John? Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Ray Charles. You know, he was in Hagerstown at the Maryland Theater, and it was toward the end of his life, but he was here, and he he did a fabulous show. That's cool. I did not know that. All right, so would you be willing to share your story? You know, we've started this lose one million pounds to our community. We know how important health and health care are to your well-being and your livelihood. So can you just, how'd you start? Where did you go? Well, let's start at the beginning. I yeah. grew up in a big family, six boys, and mom cooked very basically. There was always fried chicken, spaghetti, and everything was fried. It was, there was Crisco for the, that was the only thing she knew to do to fry chicken in, and everything was fried in Crisco. And uh, we, of course, later learned out that all these human-engineered products are not particularly good for you. And uh, that's what I ate, a very carbohydrate-intensive uh, diet when I was a kid. But I never really gained any weight. As a matter of fact, my mother was concerned that I was not picking up weight and indeed, in high school, I was like 135 pounds, uh, skin and bones, essentially. 
And then something, the switch happened around, I guess, about age 20, and I started eating better and uh, having a good time in life, and uh, it just seemed like the weight started to come on gradually. And that's the real problem. You never notice it. You look in the mirror every morning, you go, I'm the same old guy. And all of a sudden, you have that moment where you realize, I really need to do something about this. And I'll tell you what my moment was, is when I was coming out of my doctor's office, um, they give you a piece of paper that has all of the, the code numbers on it. And I'm looking it over, and I'm trying to figure out what all the codes mean, and I can figure out a few of these. And I went over, and I said, what does this, what's this mean? And they said, that is morbidly obese. And I went, oh, oh, morbidly obese. Now, I never considered myself to be morbidly obese, but when you put the two words together, you go, morbid and obese. I mean, it, it, it really stops you in your tracks. So at that point, I knew something had to change, but I didn't. I didn't. I kept up with my reckless ways, uh-huh. eating half gallons of ice cream at a time, eating midnight snacks when I came in from the TV station, up early. I used to go to the 7-Eleven store, buy a burrito and a bottle of Barks root beer just for breakfast. Wow. I did all of it. Everything wrong, I did it. And I did it for years and years and years and years and years. And then, all of a sudden, I said, you know, you're, I, I'm 70 now. And when I got into my 60s, I said to myself, gee, it's over, halfway over. You really better start doing something or the last few years of your life are not going to be pleasant. Because I've seen people who, you know, just absolutely struggling in life in their 60s and 70s because they're overweight. They have all sorts of autoimmune problems. Their joints have failed. I mean, it's, it's amazing what the human body uh, endures due to being overweight. Wow. So that was my moment. And of course, then my wife had a, a, an issue, and uh, we, we ended up in the hospital. Um, it was March of 2020. And I will never forget the day, because that was the day, that was the week that uh, COVID was starting mm-hmm. the up ramp. Emeritus uh, had put up these big tents out in front of the ER, and uh, we were, everybody was just afraid what was going to be happening over the next couple of months. We didn't know. Uh, so everybody was just holding their breath, and my wife had said she was having breathing problems going up the steps. She'd go out and get out of breath, and I said, well, don't worry. It'll pass. Everything will be okay, and we went for probably six, seven hours, and we actually, that evening, about five o'clock, were heading out to get ice cream. How about that, huh? Wow. We were heading over to get some ice cream, and uh, we were heading down Eastern Boulevard, and she said, I really got to go to the hospital. So I said, okay. So we were driving down Eastern Boulevard. There was CRS. The guys were out. The doors were up. The ambulances were all there. And I I came in and I said, hey, I got some drive-in business for you. And they put her uh, in the ambulance and out she went. And everything was fine. She got the Meritus, had a blocked uh, coronary artery, got a stent, and all was well. Wow. And at that point, at that point, we turned around. And how's it going since then? Well... She is down within her body mass index to where she should be. She didn't have as much loose. She was down like 40 pounds. Me, on the other hand, being MO, morbidly obese, uh, I'm down 60 pounds. That's awesome. And I'm still what's technically called obese, and I just want to get to be chubby. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Another a, medical term. Another term, chubby. But uh, no, my, my real optimum weight's like 175 and I haven't seen that since about 1978, so I don't know if that's ever going to come back. So what's been the hardest, and uh, what's, what's helped you as well? Well, the most important thing is just to cut out the sugar. I, it is amazing to me. I've seen, I read constantly, 
And they, they keep revising the figure, but the average American consumes something like 25 to 30 pounds of refined sugar. And most, it's not out of the sugar bowl. It's in, hidden in everything you touch and eat. And uh, things like ketchup, uh, even the mayonnaise, my favorite Hellman's mayonnaise had sugar in it. Oh. So I actually had to seek out the Duke's mayonnaise that had no sugar in it. So uh, it again, uh, you, you got to get the sugar out of your life. Mm-hmm. And that means no uh, sugar drinks, no soda pop, no uh, mocha lattes with 10 spoons of sugar in it, that kind of stuff. And no donuts. And you know, it's easy to get the basic sugar out of your life if you make an effort at it. Just know where the sugar is. And from a public health perspective, you're absolutely right. Sugar is a very deadly type of ingredient. I, I've often said that if, if sugar were actually brought out brand new as a new product, the FDA would never let it on the market. That's a great point. <laughs> uh, what about uh, the support and encouragement you get from your wife and others? Isn't that a big part of this? Well, that, that, that is, that's the essence of it because in a household, if you have somebody sitting there eating potato chips while you're doing intermittent fasting or eating a half gallon of ice cream in front of you, uh, chances are you're going to buckle. But if everybody's on the program and you don't bring anything into the house like potato chips, ice cream, or uh, donuts or anything like that, then you have a chance of success. And that's how we do it. We just simply have our list and you are going to, and instead of seeing a, a box of donuts, you're gonna see avocados and, and raw vegetables and fish, salmon and uh, chicken breast and things like that. So we're eating better than we ever have. It's just that we're eating smarter and we're eating controlled portions. So inspiring. So what about your favorite vegetable? Uh, actually, I love all I love all vegetables, oh. uh, but I, I I'm big on Brussels sprouts. I love uh, I love cauliflower and also broccoli. Um, we we try to stay away from the vegetables that are a little starchy. Obviously, potatoes are very seldom used, and uh, there's just so much that you really have to do the research in uh, on the looking at what's on the glycemic index and where it falls and how you can. Uh, balance that out in your diet. But uh, if you stick to the leafy greens, uh, spinach and kale and things like that, you will really end up uh, eating much better. Um, today I had a salad with uh, romaine lettuce and uh, spinach. Uh, the dressing was simply olive oil or extra virgin olive oil and uh, cider vinegar. And there was chia seeds and nuts and, and uh, uh, olives and uh, some mushrooms and a, a couple cherry tomatoes. So again, that's what I had for lunch today, and that's normally what I have for lunch every day, something like that. I have, there is protein there. I had a little bit of chicken breast in it. Some days it's salmon. But, uh, again, you, you control the portions. And I think the most important part of what we do is we try not to overeat. So many people, you know, when mom was at home with me, she would say, here, finish your plate. You know, the kids, uh, kids that are going to go to bed hungry tonight, uh, you, you should be eating all that food. And that was the mentality that we all were told to finish and clean our plate. But in reality, you should eat until you're satisfied and then put the rest of it away for another time. Well, you're now our second guest who's put down the potato. I know it pains our listeners, but you're an expert. So I well, I, I, I'm, I'm not an expert <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a dietitian. But uh, again, an interesting statistic that if you take a baked potato, even without anything on it, like sour cream, uh, you actually, once that breaks down, uh, it's almost the equivalent of sticking the spoon in the sugar bowl and pulling out a couple of spoons. So, you know, what it all ends up to as far as in your system and carbohydrates and then changing back to uh, into sugar, uh, the potato is a pretty nasty product. 
Now, I don't eliminate. We still have uh, we still have potatoes occasionally. However, if you really want to get me on a topic, it's French fried potatoes. Now, uh-huh. I love French fried potatoes, but when you stop and analyze the oil that they're cooked in, the fact that they have salt all over them, and the fact that, of course, are high carbohydrate to begin with, um, they're, they're actually a pretty nasty thing to be eating. So we eliminate those. And every once in a while, there will be a meal that comes with a French fry, and I will have a few. You know, but again, all things in moderation. All things in moderation. So last question is, what's your advice to someone to get started? Do something. Just do something tomorrow. Uh, if, 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 somebody, if somebody said to me, what can I do? I said, eliminate all of the sugars out of your diet that you possibly can. No sweetened drinks. Learn how to drink black coffee, uh, green tea, black tea. Uh, learn how to drink water. Water, obviously, is, is probably the best thing you can drink. Uh, filtered water, of course. Um, you also want to make sure that you eliminate any kind of carbohydrate that is, is uh, manufactured. Um, I, I have a, a, a sort of a gold standard. If God made it, it's good. If man made it, you better look at the label and very carefully uh, see what's in there. Because so many things like processed cheese and just all the convenience products are just horrible for you. And that includes artificial sweeteners and anything like Crisco and anything that's been manufactured. Uh, uh, it's far better to have butter and uh, uh, um, coconut uh, oil and things like that than it is to have the manufactured stuff. And uh, so if you just eliminate uh, things like bread, rice, pasta, uh, sugar, of course, and uh, uh, drink plenty of water and uh, get into a more vegetable intense diet, uh, we, have, we have vacillated back between uh, just regular uh, healthy eating and keto diet where you're eating a preponderance of saturated fats, what they are so-called good fats. I find that to be a very difficult road to hoe. Uh, I find it easier to eat a lean chicken breast and some steamed broccoli and be happy with that as opposed to eating uh, 10 avocados and, uh, and pouring olive oil over everything. But again, it's, it's to each his own. But basically, if you can just cut the sugar, cut the carbohydrates, and move your body a little bit. You don't have to do a 5K every day. If you get up you know, two, 3,000 steps a day and work it up to 10, you're good. So far, I got to tell you, that's my that's my really shortcoming. I if I do twenty five hundred a day, I'm doing something. But my wife, she's like a fifteen to twenty thousand step wow. lady. Wow! Wow! So yeah, she can she can move it. <laughs> we need to sign her up for when we have our step challenges. Oh yeah, we, we get pretty competitive. Yeah, she uh, she she's good. She walks every day and uh, just uh, very much involved in it. But again, you know, she had her moment. She had her she had her moment uh, in the coronary care unit and. Uh, Dr. Jones uh, said, hey, start walking, you know, get, get, the, get the diet and start walking. And she looks great. She's, uh, she's, she's down to fighting weight now. <laughs> wow. Well, Lou, I have to tell you, uh, you're giving me my moment because to be with you, I know you're very humble, but uh, you really are a star in this community. And just thank, well, thank you, you for what you've done. And, and thank you for sharing your story. It means a lot to us and it's just inspiring. Well, I, I thank you for the opportunity and again, uh, just just do something. Read about the intermittent fasting. Read about the, the different types of diet. There's so many really good programs. You don't have to spend money. You just have to start eating smarter. You just have to move your body a little bit. You don't have to be an athlete. Just do something and uh, eliminate the bad things out of your diet, and it'll be amazing how fast the pounds are going to fall off. That is great advice. So being myself in this community just for a few years, I know how awesome of a community it is. And we are striving to be a healthy, thriving community. And so 
if Lou Scally says just do something, we should just do something. So thank you, Lou. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you all for joining our podcast, and we will see you next time. And I know it's going to be...